Okay, Ross, here we go. For old time's sake, give us a countdown there, bud. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to the latest Energize podcast. This week, we have three shows coming up. So we're going to explain exactly what's going on. But if you are new to the Energize podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener, well, welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, on today's show, live from the studio, we're going to be discussing what myself and Ross got up to and how we could be getting an even better studio. And much, much more. Including an infamous photo. That did the rounds on the internet this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, including Ross went viral this week with uh, a certain champ. And uh, we're also going to look over all the top MMA news from the week as well. But, um, Ross, let's, let's discuss the situation, the uh, studio situation. Uh, we met with one of, the, one of our gun mates called Shane. And he's after setting up his own company called Collaborative Studios. And uh, I went in a few weeks ago to visit the studio. Second I walked in, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. So uh, Ross went in ahead of me and then he went in. And then Ross, what did you make of the studio? First walked in and I saw the table with the sort of arms with the microphones on the table. And once I saw it, I was like, that's it. That's all we need. Like, that's perfect. Yeah. So it's just like whenever we have some big guests going forward, I think sort of probably as of next month, that's what we do in our interviews with our guests. It's absolutely perfect. Shane's so good at sound. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I just think it's one of the best studios I've seen in a very long time. Um, it's very almost like a Joe Rogan-esque setup. And I think he just needs a few sort of um, aesthetical touches to it. And it'll yeah. be perfect. Yeah, there's like a couple of things like maybe a lick of paint or like a poster on the wall. There's nothing like it's basically ready to rock. Yeah, it's just uh, it's like when your room has like all the socks and all on the ground and the t-shirt. Like once the stuff gets sort of yeah, pick up the clothes and make the bed and it's fine. Yeah, 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 that's exactly it. As long as the microphones and the sound works, then like you're absolutely sorted. But um, yeah, we went in and we discussed everything, what our plans are for the next few weeks, and like obviously Shane's dared to give us a hand as well. Oh yeah, he tweaked our audio equipment as well to make the sound sound better as well. So hopefully when you're listening to this podcast, the sound sounds much clearer yeah yeah that's the thing because like last week we were sort of nervous about the sound being absolutely perfect well like it doesn't have to be like 10 out of 10 perfect but uh it, we strive for minimum seven yeah i mean myself and ross we do this and like every time we want to be better like every single time you know yeah i'm even a bit nervous now at the beginning of this we we're like oh shit but um yeah so that's the plan we're we're there talking to shane shane's like obviously supported us a lot over the last while he was here with us when uh, King Cowley was on the show as well, sitting in the corner. It was so funny when King came in. He was like, geez, this is a proper setup. But uh, now we're sort of relying on our, our charm to get people on the show and make them laugh. And I think we have everything sort of set up now, really, don't we, Ross? Yeah, I think we are we look fairly set. And we're like we're confident and comfortable having guests on, which is the main thing. Yeah, because like pre- we've done previous shows in like Ross's car or just sitting, talking into a phone. Like We've done so much, like it seems like bootleg stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, we've done shows all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I've done I did a show by myself in my uh, London hotel room, sitting there and like then sending on to Barry to upload it. You know what I mean? Like we've done some mad shows in the past, yeah. and like we've sort of gotten away with it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, that's why it's so much more professional now with the mics and setup and everything. Yeah, it goes to show that you can make a show from anything, really. 
Absolutely. We're doing wonders. Yeah. Very energised. Uh, this week, we were also discussing with um, a few people that the Six Nations returns this weekend, right? And um, we were looking to do a five-part series for the Six Nations. And obviously, we're going to keep doing the MMA interviews in the lead-up to Bellator Dublin. Uh, Ross, what do you want to sort of discuss first? Because obviously, we enjoy doing the MMA interviews, but uh, the Irish rugby stuff as well. We have like a very big Irish rugby audience as well. Um, for me, I think it, it might even be end up being a six or seven part series, just a preview after each game, and then a, a, a wrap up at the end. Um, look, we'll probably break down the squad in the first one, and then we'll go game by game who we think should be starting, who's really impressing, who's nailing down their spot for the World Cup, and hopefully we have some guests on. We've like reached out to some former Irish internationals, and we've had a back and forth with them. We're just like you know, sewn updates and then some young talent coming forward as well. So hopefully we do get some guests on. And then in terms of the Bellator stuff, we're going to be nailing guests. Uh, you know, February is going to be a very busy month for us. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're probably going to do minimum two podcasts each week. Some week we might even have to do three podcasts. It depends on if the guests are there, we're going to go get them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a busy month next month. Like, you know, I mean, going away to Edinburgh for one of the games, Bellator Dublin on as well. It's just uh, it's going to get really busy and we have to make sure we keep on top of things as well. Yeah, and also, if you're not a Bellator fighter or an extra player and you're tomping in the road, please stop asking, can you come on the podcast? Yeah, I have to actually bring this up. Last week, Ross mentioned that um, random, just random people, who'd you say, Bob? Yeah, no, Tom from down the road. Oh, Tom from down the road. It's just people just messaging us being like, I'm coming on the show, lads. It's like, what? But uh, straight away it happened again, and um, just maybe to, maybe they were like uh, trolling us. Yeah, but you know what? The, the, that episode itself hadn't been out yet, and I was just a bit like, like I I, I wouldn't message Joe Rogan being like, "I'm coming on the show, see you soon." Like, yeah, I'll be at yours for seven. Have the, have have the headphones ready for me. Yeah, have them warmed up there. I don't know, some people are crazy online. There's also another lad that was on to us as well about Max Holloway, but I'll bring that up later. I don't know if you saw that DM, did you? Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. screenshot and said it to me. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, that that energized that energized show fan base. Or, that that uh, soccer life. Yeah, actually, he didn't even follow us, so that was even weirder. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll So anyway, well, after we went and met with Chain, yeah. and we had all that stuff off, we're going to start off with our first news headline of the week, Barry. Yeah, well, what happened was after we just went and had a chat, we went and watched Man United take on Arsenal in the FA Cup. Uh, this is where we should definitely move into the news of the week. Manchester United again are now eight wins in a row, and um, they're playing again. They're playing against Burley now on Tuesday as well. Ross, who's actually going to be the first team to beat United or even like get a point? Uh, you know what? Like it just came into my head there. Man United are like that Queen song, "Don't Stop Me Now," and they just keep on winning. You know what I mean? And we're having yeah. such a good time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah. I keep on watching them and going, they're going to win. As opposed to the last four or five years, I went, oh, I hope we win. And it's different. It's a different mentality. It's a different mindset. Uh, yeah, it's a winner's mindset. It's just pure brilliance. Solskjaer hasn't played so well. They're really playing for each other. Uh, and it, it, the players are actually playing to their potential, which I think is the key part. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because we were watching these lads a few weeks ago and they were playing not even half to this standard. And I think it all comes down to that third goal. 
maybe stuff in beforehand, but when Pogba was allowed run free, like gallop, as that's that's him in his absolute element. I know we took a shot, check parried it to Martial, Martial just slotted it home, but you cannot let Paul Pogba do what he does best. You know what no. I mean? Like Mourinho had Pogba turned into Darren Fletcher and Marcus Rashford turned into Wayne Routledge. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. <laughs> it, like I was watching Manny United squad and I remember one stage I was talking about the Manny United team and Pogba, Sanchez and Lukaku were on the bench and I was like if you were any other team named Manchester United and you had those three players on the bench like you'd be winning the Champions League and I was watching Manny United play and I was like I was watching those three players come off the bench and I was like they're, they're going to do nothing you know what I mean like you shouldn't think that when you have players of that calibre on your team yeah what does that all stem down to? You know what I mean? So he can at least like cover it now and we never have to like refer to back to that the bad times of Mourinho. You know what I mean? Mourinho just, just look forward. broken everyone's confidence, made it all about himself and not trusted in his players. Yeah, but how is that even possible? Like look at the way even Sanchez scoring against uh, Arsenal, his whole team. That's only his fourth goal for United. He's been there a year. I, I think the way you look at it is... 350 grand a week. When you have Messi in your team, you have to be like alright Messi you go out there and you do you but you know what I mean yeah. I suppose he was having Paul Pogba one of the best centre midfielders in the world and going like right I need to sit in here in this exact position don't move out of position and it's like you put Paul Pogba in the pitch and you go here look go out there and make the magic happen you know what I mean yeah but I'm just curious right say if you you got the job right before Solskjaer how how did Mourinho get them playing that bad it's just crazy you know what I mean it's like it, it's like he had a don't lose mentality as opposed to a win mentality. It was crazy. And now Solskjaer is out there going, let's go out there, score some goals, and do it for United. And I like the way people are coming out being like, here, look, Ferguson's not coming in here giving the team talks at halftime and then, you know, Solskjaer is doing the celebrations. Solskjaer knows what it takes to be a legend at Manchester United and he's telling those guys how to do it. Do you think any manager could have done that? That's the real question, you know what I mean? Because people are still doubting Solskjaer as well. I think possibly that, yes, yeah, some managers could have done it, but I don't think a manager with as little experience as Solskjaer could do it unless they are someone like Solskjaer who's been in his position. Put it this way, I don't think Roy Keane could have done it because I think he would have went in there and criticised him so heavily. But yeah, yeah. Solskjaer, being a goal scorer, is clearly higher up on the creative side of things. So therefore, he was looking for those players to go out, be, be creative and show their best potential ability. That's actually a very good point there because uh, he's obviously a goal scorer. He's there to score goals. He doesn't want nil all draws. Whereas Mourinho hasn't got a background in football. Like he might got into football because he was Bobby Robson's translator at Barcelona. Yeah. That's how we got into football. If people yeah. didn't know that, there you go. Translator. Yeah, no loyalty. Went to manage Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, look, Solskjaer is the absolute man. Yeah, and that's it. I was actually telling someone today how you were at the Champions League final when him and Sheringham did did the business. Yeah, I actually rewatched the highlights there the other night. Yeah, after that because I was like, I can't believe it's the total opposite side of the coin. Yeah, I was watching as well. I've been like, it was weird because at the time, obviously, you were like, all those guys love each other, but Sheringham and Andy Cole hated each other. And I was watching them yeah. all celebrate afterwards, and I was like, it doesn't matter when you're in the Champions League, you'll hug anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez, what a moment! Yeah. And, and then we and Barry were sitting there going. Man, you know, he'd have a great chance to be PSG. No Neymar, no Verratti. And like, Rabio looks like he could be on his way out as well. Yeah, they're they're going to be missing a few players. Supposedly Tuchel's already coming out saying that he doesn't, like he's making excuses already just in case he loses. Well, it's never have, a good idea, you know? Well, you don't want to play that United team at the moment. They're riding high. And then speaking of Man United, another former Man United player who was in the news this week 
Cristiano Ronaldo, Barry. Yeah. What happened with him? The f- Is he the GOAT anyway? Ah, it's between himself and Messi. It depends on who you talk to. Yeah, because uh, last week, right, Cristiano Ronaldo got fined £17 million sterling for not paying taxes, right? Um, first of all, did you see the photographs after he signed that check to pay on that cash? I've never seen someone happier to give away £17 million uh, pounds in my entire life. It actually looked like he got £17 million. That's the face you make when you actually receive £17 million. You know what that means, though, don't you? And here you've paid way more than seventeen million pounds tax and just got away with it. Yeah, how, how did he not even have that sorted? I don't know, but it wasn't Mourinho getting done for it, and I think did Alexis Sanchez get done for it as well? I think Messi was getting done for it. They all yeah. seem to be getting done for it, so it's not like uncommon over there. Yeah, these lads, I thought I thought these lads would have accountants and all sorted out. Yeah, but they probably had really good accountants, and then some other really good accountant was like, "Hold on, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing." Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually said to Ross after, I was like, they probably find him more money because the amount of money he's taken out of the Spanish economy, especially in the Madrid area. All them jerseys that are not being sold now, you know? Yeah, I was reading everywhere that the Juventus fan clubs, like in London, like times by eight, even though I didn't know there was a Juventus fan club in London, but that just shows clearly, I'd say Cristiano Ronaldo sold twice as many jerseys in Italy as the next best player. Yeah. Who'd be the second second best player in Italy now? That's a really good question. Uh, maybe Diabala yeah. or Cardi. Cardi probably sold a lot of jerseys. Although, like, I suppose he's not really a nice person, quote unquote. Yeah. Maybe. I suppose when he's scoring the goals for Inter Milan, they don't care, do they? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I was watching this video right, and it's um, it shows footballers. They had like Rio Ferdinand on. They had Zol on. They had Sessignon on. And they were shown all the jerseys that they sort of went through throughout their career. Even though Sessing Young's only like 21, so I don't know why he was on the show. Ryan Sessing Young? Yeah, from Fulham. He's, yeah. he's only 19, man. Yeah, I know, yeah. That's why I was like, oh, why is I, he I, here? I thought you meant like West Brom Sessing Young. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, they even had Deli Ali doing it as well, who's very young. But uh, they had Zola, and then they were going through all the jerseys that were sort of on, that people were wearing around the time and stuff. And they went through all the Italian sort of teams, like just the teams he played against, like Milan's and Italy's. And they were naming all these amazing footballers, like from Maldini's to Brazies. Just, yeah, just all these. Well, he didn't play against Neved, but they were saying all these, like, they were just naming so many amazing footballers that were in the Serie A when the Serie A had, like, six or seven teams that could win the league. And it was sort of like, it almost seems like those players back then, there was, like, way more world-class players than there is world-class players these days. I don't think there's as many world-class players these days as there was back then. No, I, I think when you're looking at the world team of the year, you sort of go, right, there's about four or five other lads who are of equal calibre. And it's not as much as it was back then. Like, I used to look at Italy and go, they had Buffon. But they also had Taldo, who was another world-class goalkeeper who didn't get a sniff. And yeah. then you had, like, your Maldini, your Nesta, Shevchenko. Like, Cannavaros. Yeah, there were so many world-class players back then that it was really, like, well, you could pick my world 11 and you could pick your world 11 and we could have eight different people uh, in our world 11s and then today we probably have what two or three differences maybe yeah do you think the standard is almost going to get a bit worse maybe you know what I mean what way is it going to be in like 10 years time because less and less fo- people like kids are out in the streets kicking footballs anymore so you're not really honing your craft and your first touch as much like back then like there was no playstations or anything so you're 
out there kicking a ball all day, all night when you're not in school. I suppose it comes down to who the superstars of today are. And a lot of people on YouTube are making mega, mega money. I suppose when we were growing up, the sports stars made all the mega money and they were the people you look up to and idolize. And now the amount of kids who are watching YouTube and they're probably watching like Arsenal fan TV and they could be like, oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, When you're sort of a kid, you want to be on the pitch and then as you get a bit older and you realise how hard it is to get there, you want to just be involved in any sort of way. Look at the way we're doing a sports show ourselves. You know, yeah. Now we feel part of it in some sort of way. Not like part of Man U, but like feel like we're, that bridge is getting close, clo- is closing. Yeah, yeah that, maybe so. Like, yeah. put it this way. Especially in the MMA scene. We're going to both watch the Super Bowl next weekend. You know what I mean? Affirmative. Like, more so because one of the biggest sporting events of the year as opposed to Osaka, like we don't have a dog in the race. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I watched like one, maybe two games at the beginning of the season, the Cleveland Browns, and then I realized they were absolutely crap. And then the game so stop and start. But then uh, I watched the, both the AFC and the NFC yeah. finals, and they were really inter- like entertaining. And now the finals on Sunday. So that should be a good crack. It's just more like if Tom Brady wasn't there, I'd be less intrigued. Yeah, it's, it's almost Tom Brady versus the Rams yeah. as opposed to the Patriots versus the Rams. He's a bit like Floyd Mayweather or something. Like it's just like is he is he going to like be is going to win or is he going to lose? That's the way, you know. Yeah. And who do you think is going to win that game? Well, I don't really know anyone from the Rams, so uh I'm going to have to go for Tom Brady. It just <laughs> I love the way you say I'm going to go Tom Brady. You yeah. can say the Patriots. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like the Tom Brady show. It is the Tom Brady and it's show. And yeah. Gronk who loves the part. Yeah, Gronk is put together with like sellotape. Uh, look, I'm going to agree that the Patriots are going to win again, but I think that's the easier person to guess to win or team to guess to win. Um, look, yeah. I actually don't really know many of the Rams players at all, if any. So go Patriots, even yeah. though I like the Giants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even though I'm for Cleveland, the, the Browns, <laughs> who are crap. But um, this it, this sort of leads into another thing, right? Cristiano Ronaldo also took a photograph on his pj private jet after he had paid that 17 million pound fine and um people went nuts because there's a guy who went from nonce was nonce wasn't it yeah yeah and he transferred to cardiff city for 18 million pounds this is cardiff city's, cardiff city's most expensive player ever he goes by his second name is salah and then d- during his flight from france to wales like uh, something happened to his aircraft and uh what happened did it get abducted or did it just no, crash midair? I, I think he he was sending like texts off his phone to his dad, thinking that the airplane's gonna fall apart. So obviously it wasn't a very good plane. And then obviously, you would hold on for a sec. You would have thought that the aircraft itself would be worth a bit of cash if you have a current asset worth eighteen million in in it. Well, I would have thought that he'd have a better private jet than one that he thinks falling apart. Also, if I was a professional footballer and I was going to transfer for 18 million pounds and I arrived at the airport and saw the jet and went oh that jet looks a bit shoddy I wouldn't get on it yeah I know yeah like you didn't have to get on it so I think that is a bit weird Um, but look at the end of the day it was one of the most unfortunate things in a very long time yeah. uh, in fairness the footballing world at certain times can be a very negative and a very harsh place but everyone sort of you know banded together sent their well wishes to this guy and his family um, I'd never actually heard of him before no, until he was moving here and like I still couldn't even actually tell you what his first name is um, but look it's never great when someone dies 
Um, obviously, his plane just sort of, I think, crashed into the ocean and they haven't found the plane. They haven't found himself and they've they stopped looking. So they assume he is yeah. passed away. More, uh, They put up like a GoFundMe sort of page and some current players are put money towards it to still find Salah. Um, it's just such a strange thing. Do you know what? Like I actually, like I said this question after and I didn't mean, I didn't want to come across as bad, right? But I was like, what happens now for that 18 million? Because Cardiff are in the bottom three in the Premier League. They're realistically going to get relegated. I don't know whether or not Salah would have changed this, but what what happens with the 18 million now? Well, I'm actually really not sure. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll just go halves on it and part ways, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the um, banks might pay them back maybe or... I'm not Because sure, he never even played a game. You know what? There's probably actually some sort of insurance on your player in case something happens. There, so. must, there must be like, there, there must be some sort of thing in the contract being like, here, look, until he actually puts the jersey on. I'm I'm, a hundred, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm yeah. sure if like Ronaldo unfortunately died tomorrow, Juventus get some money off their insurance company. Yeah. Yeah. There must be an insurance company thing. Yeah. Like, I remember David Beckham like had insured his like foot or something like that. So like there must be some sort of insurance on. There has to be. There has yeah. to be. It's just um, imagine he turned down that transfer. That all this wouldn't have happened. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's such a and he, but he's well, he was to, probably tripling his wages coming to Cardiff. Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. Like I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's so all circumstantial. Like yeah. you can't blame him for taking the money and going. Like you know. But if he hadn't, if that hadn't happened. I don't know, it's just crazy to even believe. Uh, Ronaldo put a picture up on the plane, sorry if I didn't finish this, but um, uh, and people were like, how dare you put that photograph up while this guy is lost on a plane? And, like, realistically, no one knew who this striker was. You know what I mean? I'd never heard of him. Yeah. You'd never heard of him. Ronaldo doesn't even know who, like, some of half of his cousins are. You know what I mean? Ronaldo gave away the same fee for him back to the Spanish government. That's actually 100% correct. Ronaldo actually paid back a fine that was cost... To of Salah's transfer. Yeah, of Salah's transfer, yeah. Look, I don't think Ronaldo thought of Salah when he put that picture up. Uh, no. And, and if anything, Ronaldo's a very nice person, especially, he's quite generous. So I'm sure Ronaldo would have donated money to the fund to help find Salah. But yeah. I don't think it's fair to say Ronaldo's a bad person for doing that. No, it's totally not fair at all. You know what I mean? But, like, people, you see, everyone can have a Twitter account. Everyone can have an Instagram account. Like, a- anyone's allowed to have a kid. Like, there's no rules to this sort of shit. So, you can just put your two cents out. Do you know what happened the other day? I sent this to Ross, right? You've obviously heard me and Ross talk about if a, a photograph, you either put it on the wall. If pe- People are all trying to build their social medias, yeah. right? Like, let's not call it space. space like, yeah, we've talked about it loads of yeah, times before. Yeah. Like, how many... How many young ones have you seen with their their hoops hanging out? You know, what I mean, looking for likes. Yeah. But this this one in particular, right? There there was some we were following, right? And as King Cowley said before, he only follows people because when he looks in his news feed, he wants to be enlightened or inspired in some sort of way, right? So I I was looking at the news feed. Wait, hold on. Are you trying to say this did not inspire you? This is, did not inspire me. What happened was this person we were following, right? We I, I totally unfollowed them now, but um. They put up a picture of hunky dory crisps being like, these are my favorite crisps, hashtag, whatever, 10 hashtags, right? And I was like, like no likes after two hours. And I was like, why is this even on my news feed, right? Because like all our photos don't go on everyone's news feed. So why did this packet of hunky dories have to come up and be seen, right? Come not be, a sponsored post. Not a, not a sponsored post. That's the thing, right? And then I sent, I sent it to Ross and then Ross was like, man, that should have been on the story. And I was like, check the story. She had it on her story as well. I was like, what the Double fuck? posting. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Myself and Ross have 
done previous shows, we want to go back how to build a social media following and putting up packets of hunky doors does not really work. So you probably shouldn't do that. Um, also, another thing, right? Even if you don't want to build your social media following, still don't put up a pack of crisps. Yeah. If you want to lose following, that's how you do it. But it also during the week, uh, another really, really serious incident happened in Dublin. There was a massive car crash on the M50, right? This actually really, really annoyed me as Which well. Which is the motorway in Ireland for anyone who doesn't know what the M50 is. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that we're actually talking to people all over the world. But uh, this really, really annoyed me during the week. And uh, I, I was going to talk into the camera and discuss it. But like sometimes it's just not the right thing to do, you know. Um, what happened was there was a car crash on the M50 on a motorway in Ireland. And what happened was it was it was a huge crash. The car flipped over. The person, it was a woman. Her head was totally decapitated and lying out on the motorway, right? And then some person, some young lad, he was like 18, 19, recorded her severed head, sort of zoomed up, and then like put it on his Instagram story, right? Now, this video, I wouldn't say went viral. Probably did actually a bit. But it went viral around Ireland and Dublin. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very talked about. And the way someone recorded it off, these days you're able to record a whole screen so his handle was up so i went on to his tried to go onto his page it was a private page and i was like i'm not fucking following this dickhead but it's unbelievable what people would do these days for views for likes like we, everyone knows about the logan paul situation going into the, the the suicide forest and recording that dead body like that should have been an indication for anyone not to fucking do that and then what, ha- what happened after was the result of this woman who's dead didn't her, like, relatives see her dead without knowing she was dead? Yeah, they first saw the video of someone dead with their head severed on the ground before knowing who it was. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where, you know, where's the human element in that person where he goes, oh, my God, someone's died? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In fairness, it's probably the first and only time they'll ever see someone head severed from their body. But I was like, that doesn't mean you have to, like... like what do you think they were thinking recording? What what do you think they were thinking when they yeah, were recording? The thing is, they were also on the M50, so therefore like they were still somewhat moving. If you know what I mean. Like they wouldn't have been stopped in their tracks for that long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the person in the car. Yeah, yeah. the person in the yeah, car. There's no traffic lights, obviously, yeah. And uh look, it just it says more about that person than anything else that their first thought was to go to their phone and then not only do that, but like record but the thing is with instagram is that he could record in fact he could have just like saw a big car crash got his phone out and recorded the car crash go he could have been like oh my car crash in the m50 or whatever right yeah which i don't think is great to do anyway no no but no. then we recorded and then saw the head on the ground he did not have to click the add to story button he that's could have went thing. he could have went oh jesus ross that's the thing right people have sent fucked up videos all over the place all around the world right people have like recorded them that's why you go into camera mode and record and then you yeah. send it into your whatsapp group i don't know whatever it is you know what i mean but putting that up on your instagram story is just something like that's like putting it up on your snapchat story it's just something something like uh what was he thinking like that's that's the thing are we being naive to be like 18 year olds 19 year olds like they're still kids like this is something i feel like should be taught in school in like primary school secondary schools being like here if you see a dead body you don't fucking put it up online Full stop. I think like that's basic common knowledge. Like, yeah, I know. If but you see but a dead body, I'm, th- I'm like, yeah, but supposedly you, it's not. You try your best to help, or you try like you alert the guards, or you, you alert someone. You don't just go. Ah, you know what? My Instagram followers love a dead body. Yeah. Here we go. It seemed like he was one step off making that his fucking profile picture. I know. Yeah, it was almost like 
DM me for info. It's crazy what people will do for lice these days, man. It's crazy. Man, it was... It's because we work in it so much. Like, our Instagram page is just pure business. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And knowing... Looking like... At, observing what everyone else is doing, you can see who's trying to become Insta-famous, right? Yeah. But, like, that is just going the extra mile. Like, that is just... I felt so bad for that family. And I was just like... I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wanted to, like, say this, but, like, that guy wasn't following us. So, me sprouting out, talking on the camera, like, I'm, like saying at the people who didn't do it so it doesn't really work yeah and us slating someone that's the thing isn't going to help us also we have no idea what age that person no was. he was like they 18 or 19 yeah but they could have been 16 you know what i mean and you never know no, i think the link in his, i think in his bio it said what age he was oh okay yeah. well like you know what i mean yeah he in fairness it's just disappointing it man could have been, it could have been as ignorant as it was malicious you know what I mean yeah, but like, like our I dads, know it's terrible yeah, but, ignorance yeah, to have but like yeah but the thing is our dads are always in the car right yeah that could have been that could have been easy one of our parents you know what I mean like Torchwood obviously is not but yeah. I mean imagine that because what happened was one of their relatives saw that video and they're like what the fuck like I'd be like what one, one of the lads who I work with straight away goes oh I just rang my mom straight away just to be like you alright yeah, yeah and then she was like when she texted back and he was like alright grand and like he thought straight away like imagine that was my ma you know what I mean yeah man now, yeah. Look, I didn't think the same but like maybe I should have maybe that was naive not thinking that yeah I know yeah it's just I don't know I think you would just assume it's never going to be something you do know until it is something you know That's yeah, the and then, That's yeah then, it's, then it's too late man mm. you know but uh sorry for bringing yeah it was just like whoever listens to our shows it's just sort of like um, look it's important like you know what I mean yeah it has to be talked about like Social decorum is far more important than getting one or two extra hits on your social media pages. You shouldn't be that desperate to get no. likes. Like, I mean, first of all, likes mean fuck all anyway. Like, it means nothing. Like, if you get 50 likes in a photograph or 100 likes in a photograph, what difference does that make to your life? Nothing. Yeah, but, like, who's going to go follow column to see the dead body? Exactly, yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy, man. But, um, yeah, just... Just don't... Just think... Just yeah, just think, think before, think before yeah. you post. Yeah, please think because it may not affect you, but it could affect someone else. That it could it could affect like one of your family members. That and could, also, your name is tagged to that forever. Exactly. I mean? Yeah, people, everyone knows what that is. It's like yeah. slaying girl. Remember the girl who was yeah. off there fucking giving everyone blowjobs, and then she went viral and had to leave the country. R.I.P. Slaying girl. But um, moving on, uh, myself and Ross watched one amazing documentary over the weekend. Right, it was called Fire. Um, if you haven't seen it, Ross, you want to explain what it is? And also, you can watch it on Netflix, which you have to do. Um, it's basically a fe- festival set up by this guy, Billy and Ja Rule, who's like sort of a famous old hip-hop figure. Yeah. Uh, they're going to set up this really exclusive festival that like I think it's minimum two and a half grand. is like the cheapest big ticket you can buy all the way up to $250,000 uh, for like a villa on a private island. And they sort of bring you through the journey of how they were allegedly going to set it up. But it all sort of goes wrong. They don't get stuff done for the festival. There's some very like dramatic scenes in it where people have to do some like weird stuff to get yeah. stuff done. And without spoiling it, it's one of the best festivals I've ever seen. The fest, or no, one of the best, sorry, documentary I've ever seen. Yeah, the yeah. worst festivals I've ever seen. Yeah. The whole festival is an absolute shit show. And it just shows how they use like influencers to actually influence the general public to put their money down to go to this massive brilliant festival and the festival does not go in any way according to plan 
and the people who end up going to the festival turn into absolute animals and it's absolutely crazy but um do you think maybe we should almost leave it at that and then in next week's episode discuss what actually happened on it or do you want to discuss right now what happened on the documentary um, do you want just i don't know that that's what sort of happens like it was recorded really really yeah. well it was put, it was shot very very well they have loads of um footage you know what i thought was very interesting right jarrell is in like the first half of the documentary and like he's like it's gonna be great yeah 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 and then after she hits the fan He's nowhere to be seen for an interview in the second half of the documentary. Yeah, I was only thinking after. I haven't seen him since on TV or anything after. Yeah. That. Yeah. He was uh, um, basically the guy who set up the festival. He started hustling people again after he was caught for the festival. And yeah. he's now in prison. So This, this fellow's an absolute cowboy. Yeah. Uh, look, 10 out of 10 documentary. It's one of the best I've seen in a while. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's crazy what you can do in social media. As Ross just said, there are people like Kendall Jenner and Emily Radikowski and Gigi Hadid or Bella Hadid. Yeah. We're all promoting this. But um, there was another thing that I noticed over the week. There, Everyone knows KSI. He bo- he had a boxing match with Logan Paul. And he was on a podcast called The Happy Hour with a guy called Jack Mate, if anyone knows him. And Does he have like sort of blue hair or something? Does he? No. Is he a gamer? No. No, no, no. Okay. He's no. He's just like one of them people who sort of take the piss out of. I think I think I have seen him before. Uh, like, uh, do you think I've seen him before? Yeah, he's big. Yeah. What do you mean big? Isn't tall? Jack? No, Jack May. Oh, he has like a million. Yeah, he has. Been, well, yeah, he has. Like All right. Anyway, so doesn't doesn't really matter. Go on. Yeah, but um, what happened was KSI was recording a video. He's been banging out the videos this month, and a guy came on. Uh, they, he was like KSI was like, make me laugh or something. Then your man started singing rapping to him and he was like oh okay i like this i like this and then what happened after was ksi was like right that was brilliant i'm gonna follow you on youtube and then it showed a screen clicked subscribe and then overnight or in the space of a week now it's probably around two weeks now he had nearly ten thousand subscribers on youtube and now he has three hundred and forty thousand thanks to ksi's shout out um he made a video after this explaining his whole life beforehand and after saying that like he was like fired from his job he has two kids broke up with his girlfriend like was about to commit suicide then this happened but um sounds like he was about to go on the x factor yeah i always, I was like why didn't you just go for the x factor because like it's obviously near where he lives but um no what i'm saying the sob story is like oh, yeah. quickly get on camera there and tell that sob story and get get up there and sing a song yeah uh what's his name some cow would love a story like that but uh yeah, he's now on 340,000 subscribers on YouTube. And that was all because of KSI. It's crazy what the internet can do. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on, on the X Factor's gone now, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? I think I think, I think it was last last ever won last year. But like someone like that like, would have a great chance of winning it. Because they already have 340,000 people behind them to start off with. True, yeah. It's just... Um, I know, it's crazy what one successful internet star can do for, for someone who's not. Yeah. You can just turn into a star overnight. It's a bit like sure, look a backpack kid or the yodeling kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, I think the yodeling kid is one step different because he was just randomly yodeling in the supermarket, whereas backpack kid was doing the the dances the whole time online, and then Katy Perry found him. And okay. then like this guy, he he'd been featured on different YouTube channels as well, but never to this extent. So like he'd almost done the hard work. Like don't mm. people go, oh, he's an internet sensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he like, was doing it for years and then eventually yeah. got his moment. Yeah. Like, even Justin Bieber was singing for years. And uh, but unlike Bad Baby, she was lig- she was on 
Dr. Phil. Oh, and, yeah. And then she went Cash for Pale, it. Soy Girl. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, like, but her the, and Yodeling Kid are different to everyone the else. Yodeling Kid not, you see, always Yodeling in that supermarket. And then, like, one day someone actually just recorded them. And then it went viral. <laughs> although, like, I'm not 100% actually, sure now, but although if you think I doubt about, it. If, if, he lived, if Yodeling Kid lived in Dublin, <laughs> and you, you could probably get away with Yodeling in the supermarket once. But he couldn't do it every weekend because someone like here shut that kid up. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, such a, it's, yeah. It's such a unique thing to do. That would be like, oh, it's sort of cute if you do it the first time. But like, if you did that for more than ten minutes, it'd be like, get out of here, will you? Every week, no. Yeah, like, he, he has no way. He's like, I have have residency in Walmart. <laughs> it's like I went to Aldi one week, little the next, then Super Value, just hitting all the supermarkets until he makes it. Do you think, do you think some other kid has gone to like other? you know supermarkets or grocery stores and then like it was like oh you know what i'm gonna beatbox in the grocery store and hopefully i'm the next yodeling kid yeah i don't you see the thing is there's always it, there's always only one and if you mimic that person then you're always just going to be like oh he wants to be that guy or he wants to be that guy you know what i mean yeah that's very true yeah. you can't you can't all be famous for this one yeah. unique talent yeah. you know what i mean you can't be like Ah, the juggling kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't work that it's way. Like, it's like the other backpack kid. <laughs> <laughs> also, that backpack kid has such like long long arms and legs that like he's yeah. very unique looking. Yeah, he's like an octopus. I'm almost like, does he have like something actually like wrong with him or like disorder? And I don't mean the neck way, but he doesn't look proportionate. Yeah, and he has a little peanut head. Yeah, yeah. He'll, probably, he'll probably just grow. Like he's still only like 17 or something. I actually thought he was younger. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, like I mean, that happened a couple of years ago. Oh, well, yeah. Obviously, he's older now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you had to, if you asked me to guess backpack kid's age, I'd probably say fifteen. But it's funny. It's funny when he gets to like twenty five. Is he gonna be like backpack man? You know what I mean? Or uh, well, no. Like the Backstreet Boys are still the Backstreet Boys, and they're like forty odd. Yeah, yeah. But like that was back in the day when like you couldn't like you were like right. You have to stick to this fucking name. Yeah, but Westlife are still considered a boy band. Yeah. Yeah, but even the way we changed ours from like Energized and then everyone was like, what's Warab? And we're like, right, Energized Show, that's it. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's still going to be Backpack Kid just because like, you're a favorite still called California Kid. Yeah, but that was still back in the day, you know? Any more examples I have to give you before you say no? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. You could, you could argue. I don't know. Backpack Guy, maybe. Maybe when he's, maybe when he's like 30, he'll have to come up with something different. Yeah, yeah. True, but um, I think that moves perfectly into the main part of the show, going viral. Um, if you haven't seen the photograph on our Instagram, then I don't know where you're looking. But Ross Cowell, the man to my left here, dressed in the suit and wearing an astronaut helmet, went viral um with Max Holloway there on Sunday. Yeah, Saturday. No, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday yeah. Yeah. Um, Ross, explain to the people at home. Loving the show. And first of all, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to give us a shout out on Instagram. Ross, so, Ross went viral with Max Holloway. So I rocked into work on Saturday uh, at around 12 o'clock. Uh, went in, said hello to the peeps, whatever. Um, this is all relevant when I eventually get to it. And then whatever. I go up, I'm doing a tour at 12.30. And the tour is actually broken down in three parts. So you do a history lesson, then you do like how whiskey's made, and then you do a whiskey tasting. So I'm in the middle of telling people how whiskey's made. And one of the lads comes in to, into the room. And he goes, Ross, come here. And I was like, this is very weird. Because normally when you're giving the tour, 
no one interrupts you, especially not another staff member because they're like, look, he's doing his thing. And I was like, yeah, what's you, this fellow want? You're probably like, this is bad news. Yeah, it was own Cooney. So, like, he likes an L Shadow. He's actually listened to the last three podcasts. He said he was loving them. Very own um, Cooney. <laughs> and he goes to me, he goes, Mom, Max Holloway is here. And I was like, no way. And yeah. like, for people who don't know who Max Holloway is, he's the current featherweight champion yeah. in the UFC. Uh, big, big name. Yeah. And uh, I knew Owen wasn't messing because, number one, I love Owen, but I always tell him he's like a lovable idiot because, like, he'd be too thick to come up with something as funny as that. And also, I was like, Max Holloway is too random of a person to say it was him. Yeah. Max Holloway lives in Hawaii. So this yeah. is very random. Being so I was like, no way. So I popped my head out and I saw him and I, 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 I whispered, I go, to be the best. You've got to beat the best. And then he turned to me and goes, and the best is blessed. And then his manager, Chris, goes, no way. And I was like, unreal. And then <laughs> Owen Cooney in his best, like, Kilkenny action goes, man, don't be weird. Right? And I was like, I went back to my tour and, like, I continued to tell him how whiskey was made. But in my brain, I was doing bleeding cartwheels. I was like, right, I have to go. I was trying to figure out when am I going to go and talk to him next, yeah, right? Yeah. So then I went to do my tour and then I was looking at my schedule for the day. And he was going to do a whiskey tasting later on the day after the tour. And I was like, I rearranged my day to be the one giving him the whiskey tasting. And uh, then he came well, down. Was that easy to do, by the way? Um, I was actually going to do do the whiskey tasting during my lunch break. So yeah, <laughs> I was okay. giving him my lunch break for doing it. This is, bearing in mind, this is like, obviously you're doing it and you're going to enjoy doing it. But yeah. like, this is also for the benefit of the show as well. Oh yeah, I was like, I was like, I need the content. It's yeah, all yeah. about the content. Yeah. I was like, Very get, getting it in. Exactly, yeah. And then... Um, I, I sort of walked off and then I walked back and then uh, as I was like going around people were going up to me and go oh do you see Max Holloway's in do you see Max Holloway I was like yeah yeah and I told one of the lads and he was like because they don't want a bit of like a wind up merch they were like oh yeah no way you're absolutely spoof and I was like here, look. <laughs> I was like here look if I was going to spoof I'd like say like McGregor's in doing yeah, tour yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and uh, then I brought Max Holloway into the private office uh, I text one or two of the other lads in work who are mad UFC fans. It's like, here, look, I'm bringing Max Holloway into the office. Come in and get a picture with him or whatever, right? They brought him in and uh, I was chatting away to him. Uh, he was putting his feet up on the desk. I was like, Max, make yourself a home there. Yeah, What was he like? Was he a nice uh, guy or what? I'm telling you now, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He was real humble, like didn't expect anything extra. Um, gave a few lads an extra whiskeys. Um, got them cocktails at the bar. But I was just sort of chatting away to them and i was just asking him you know what his future plans are the first question i asked him was i put my arm on his shoulder and went so max tell me who's the biggest star in why night max holloway or jason momoa who was aquaman and if you listen to about five episodes ago you'll know how much i love aquaman he has a poster no his screensaver is jason momoa with his top off yeah and then he turned to me and goes the biggest star in Waianae, in Honolulu, in Hawaii, is Mini Blessed, Max Holloway's son. And everyone loves Mini Blessed. They do, yeah. The dancing kid at every Max Holloway event. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. And then I was talking to his manager, Chris, and I was talking to his mate, Ryland, as well. They were all just such nice guys. It was it was like you were just hanging out with your friends sort of thing. And where I did like a funny like, face-off photo with him. Yeah, just, I saw like, that, photo yeah. with him. Uh, it was quite funny because... He put up the picture on his social media and then it was on mayfind.com and it was going all over the world. Yeah, it went viral, yeah. And they were saying that, you know, oh, Max Holloway's calling out Conor McGregor 
And then Joe Rogan and Brendan Schaub were talking about it on their podcast. They were. Saying that, oh, Jemison paid Max Holloway to come here. and Which is actually, like, not true. Because he actually paid for his tickets. Which I thought was bizarre. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he actually paid for his tickets. And when he came there, it was one of those things where, yeah, it could be easy to protrude, uh, protrude that... Um, you know, Holloway was there to have a go at McGregor or to, you know, throw a little dig in there. Yeah. But he actually didn't, uh, he actually didn't really mention it. His manager actually goes, oh, we're actually going to proper 12 on a tour next. But like, he more so said as a joke, as a joy about us as opposed to, you know, getting under Conor McGregor's skin. And then, yeah. I'll just ask him who he thought, where he was going next, what he thought of his career, uh, you know, who was going to be Next in line, you know what I mean? Yep. And I was asking, was he going to go up to 55? And they were sort of saying they're waiting to hear on what Khabib's doing, Khabib and Connor, because obviously they're two potential opponents for Max Holloway next. And then we're just looking at other opponents from, because uh, we sort of just said, like, you know, Mikano, who's fighting this weekend, it doesn't really look, it's not a sexy matchup, you know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I said to him, the Khabib fight would be great. McGregor fight would be net great. Or if he wants to do a random 55 fight, maybe Tony Ferguson. What do you think of those matchups? Yeah, I like them all, to be honest. Um, how long How long were you chatting away to him? I'd say we spent about 30 minutes or so together. Yeah, I saw you gave him the proper treatment, getting getting his uh, feet up on the desk and everything. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we were coming out of the private whiskey tasting room and I bumped into one of my friends, Carl. And I was like, Carl, Max Holloway. And Carl goes fucking is Max Holloway <laughs> and it was just like just some of the genuine reactions going around <laughs> brought him around to the bar got him a few cocktails and then I just left him to it um, yeah. got in touch with his manager um, got his email he told us he was only going to be here for another two days um, we were there going I was telling him about the podcast I was like look we'd love to have him on here look you're obviously doing your thing uh, he's on his holidays he's not here for work I just said here look we'll definitely hook up sometime and he said, if you're ever in Hawaii, hit us up and we'll go hang out. So, to me, I think that's cool. Yeah. Great story. That was a great story. Yeah. yeah. And the amount of people who were, like, commenting on the photo saying, Energi-, like, we're in, like, a random Facebook group and someone goes, is that Ross from Energi- the Energize podcast with Max Holloway? It was yeah. it was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, man, I broke my shit laughing, yeah. Yeah. I sent Barry the photo and he just he just, he just just laughed at me. He was like, that's, he was just like, that's hilarious. Yes. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know he was in Ireland, so just I was just like, "What?" Yeah, and it was so funny because uh, my brothers were texting each other, and my little brother Jake texts Chris and go, "Do you see Max Holloway is in Dublin?" And then Chris goes, "Yeah, he's with Ross." <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just think that's hilarious text. It is, yeah. I don't know if it's because you work in Jameson or just sort of what the crack is, but it's so funny how like stuff like that works out for the both of us as well. Yeah, you know I mean, look, that's really sort of angled the fight between McGregor and Holloway too, you know what I mean? It has, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone online is going, the shade he's throwing and all this, but like, in fairness, he sort of made one half-ass whiskey-related comment, but it was like, the following day. So, like, look, I don't, Max Holloway did not go to the Jemison to see dangle for a fight with Conor McGregor, but that might be what came out of it. Yeah. Well, like when you have the bigger your following is, the more people are going to speculate in the comment section as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the the funny thing is, is that 
when Joe Rogan and uh, Brent Chabrol is saying Jemison paid for Max Holloway to be there. When I met Max Holloway, I had to go tell my manager and work, but like, here, look, Max Holloway's in here. He's the UFC featherweight champion. You need to get a bottle with his name on it and give it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was and that your that hand was holding the bottle? No, it was his. Oh, it was his, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, what a legend. Couldn't be a nicer guy. Yeah. 10 out of 10. And like, I can't wait to see him fight again as well. Yeah. Gotta get plenty of mileage out of those photos. Yeah, you're my, you're my <laughs> Max Holloway, yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy because Ireland's such a small country and like, you work in there. There's only like a certain amount of things you can do in Ireland, like especially Dublin. Like you, yeah. can, you go to Jameson, you go to Guinness. Like not many people would even go to Crow Park. No. Or the Aviva. And like, the, like you're not going to come to Ireland to be like going to the Aviva. It's because no... Unless no, you're like, a massive rugby fan. Yeah, it's because no set team plays there bar Ireland you know what I mean yeah. and like I've been in England and like I wasn't like I want to go to Wembley and do a tour I had no interest you know what I mean because yeah. like no set team plays there yeah uh, well the, obviously you've loads of people coming into Jameson on, do they ever say what's the best thing they've done in Ireland from a uh, visitor's perspective the one thing I always say to people is if you're here for a while go up to Belfast and do the black taxi tour that we do because I think that's one of the best things I've ever done in uh, in terms of like touristy stuff yeah touristy stuff um, and then anything else that's really good that people always mention Kamehameha Jail is supposed to be brilliant I haven't done it in years now but like people always say that's absolutely brilliant and then like, people always go to me oh it's Guinness Gold it's Guinness Gold and obviously when you're in the industry like you can't be seen to bash someone else but like for me you know what I'm like I don't have like very good attention span I'm not very like if someone goes right read that book over there and then move on to the next thing and read the next thing it's like a self-guided tour and like basically if I go into Guinness I go straight up to the top, get a point in the sky bar. You have a really cool view of the city. Get a picture up there, and then you leave. That's you know the thing, mean? yeah. You, you go for the gram almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what most people do most things for the gram. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, I, I'm always slagging people on, in Jemison. I'm like, oh, they get their phone out and they take a selfie and go, ah, doing it for the gram. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, some people embrace it, and other people are like get a bit embarrassed about it. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, someone came here and they said they didn't drink, and. The question was, what should I do when I'm here? And everyone's like, um, Casey Neistat, yeah. that was it. Casey Neistat came to Dublin. And he was like, what should I do? And everyone's like, um, don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit like, what do you do in your own country? Because you don't do those things that you recommend other people do most of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The funny thing is, I've done most of the tourist things in Dublin. But like when I went to Belfast, I thought that was very, very cool. That was good. And also, when you go walk through Temple Bar, that's some, it's just so weird. Like, all the buildings are so old and stuff. Yeah, but there's it's almost cool. more Americans in Temple Bar than Irish people. Oh, no, it's very touristy. Yeah, it's yeah. very touristy. And everything's a rip-off there as well. But, um, yeah, so Max Holloway, you're best, mate. Yeah. Energizer, best of. Ross and Max. Oh, and he goes, man, I'll have to do the podcast because I want to catch the podcast on the way up. Not when you're already a superstar. There we go. Max, if you're listening, you're not allowed on. It is what it is. It is what it is. Ross <laughs> always says that Max Holloway and then you go and see him yeah. it's crazy 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 world crazy but uh, Ross uh, we'll look at Bellator 2 and 4 that was on over the weekend it was being headlined by Ryan Bader against Fedor Emelianenko um, I think we should start it off with Jack Hager aka Jack Swagger former WWE champion uh, he defeated J.W. Keeser who supposedly uh, supposedly like sells tires or something but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of that Ross? Uh, to be honest the whole event the last three fights were all o- o- over and under five minutes combined uh, yeah. look he actually looked good he got, got him controlled on the ground 
went for the submission. So it looked like he showed he had a bit of everything to him. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's not the finished article, but if they sort of like slowly rolled him out, get him five or six fights, and then up his standard, I'd be all about it. Yeah. Uh, one amazing fight was actually Henry Corrales defeating Aaron Pico in the first round by KO. Uh, Pico actually had him totally rocked. You mm. can tell his inexperience got the best of him. He like went for him, and then he got knocked out himself clean. Yeah, Standing, this, like. this fight ended up in the phone booth. Both people were in the clinch, and it was like, who can punch who harder and faster? Uh, Henry Corrales got the job done. Yeah. Where, where does Pico go from this? Because it's funny, like, you can't really rush some sort of people, you know? I feel like he's been rushed too much too soon. Bring him back a bit. Give him some sort of more so gimme fights. You know what he should fight? He should fight people who are, like, sort of tough to get out of the cage, but, like, not much danger to them. I think that's who we should fight. Yeah. See what happens to him. But uh, Ryan Bader defeated Fedor Emelianenko in the first round by, after what, 35 seconds by KO. Um, Ryan Bader now the champ champ. Fedor, what's it, what do you make of the whole situation as well? Because well, that, that left hook didn't look like it was a sledgehammer. That left hook looked like you like sort of clipped him on the nose and then that was it. Oh. What, do you, what do you think it was? Do you think it was just like the perfect punch or like half perfect punch, half chin gone from Fedor I think I think it was a bit of bit both um, look Ryan Bader is not like notoriously knockout artist but he actually no. is known like he's quite powerful Yeah, he's so, in his he's in his prime right now as well yeah he's like the Bellator version of Daniel Cormier and <laughs> look he looks great at heavyweight um, his wrestling game is so strong that when he's on the feet he's on the feet because he's deciding to be on the feet um, his stand up is actually at a good enough level that you know, people are in fear of the takedown, so stand-up song was better than it is because people are afraid he's going to go for the takedown. Yeah. And it was a perfect performance. Like, well, what more do you want? Like, he won in 30 seconds. Yeah. He basically went untouched in the whole... Tournament, yeah. Tournament, yeah. Won the whole Grand Prix tournament. Yeah, because what? He knocked out King Mo in like a minute. Yeah. And then... Just wrestled Mitrione. M- Mitrione was like absolutely leg-humped. I think he won... I think one judge gave him like a 30-24. Yeah. And then, like, Fedor done... The only thing about Bader is he can happily go and fight again now and like next month. Exactly. What do you think he should do next? Because obviously he's the light heavyweight champion, heavyweight champion. The funny thing is he was previously meant to fight Daniel Cormier, the champion. Before he moved to Bellator. That was like yeah. looking like it could have been his next fight. Obviously um, Dana's not going to let that happen. I think Czech Congo's fighting Minikov or something next. I think he should maybe fight him or... Oh no! Is is Mirko Krokop and Roy Nelson supposed to fight again? Yeah, you can always fight the winner of that just for sort of why not sakes. You know what I mean? Do you think uh, Gegard Mousasi will want to move up? I think Mousasi versus Bader at light heavyweight could be an absolutely fantastic fight. Do you know what? That, not a heavyweight. That, yeah, not a heavyweight. I think that that's probably the best shout because Roy McDonald had a chance to become the champ champ and take Gegard's t- title. Yeah. So like Gegard's probably like here, give me a chance. You know? Yeah, exactly. And they're could be another champ champ in Bellator yeah everyone and then, champ, champ, everyone's going to be a champ champ oh, I wonder would you have Bader in your top 10 pound for pound fighters in the world no um, I don't know I, thought, you see, I don't really it's look hard at that stuff hell, yeah it's yeah because they're different organisations and yeah. stuff you know obviously he's the king of the castle over there but uh, yeah what's the make of the event overall Roscoe um, look as as you said the the final three fights is what most people were interested in yeah don't think any of them went longer than three minutes so got to go to sleep early <laughs> man it finished at like six o'clock are you mad 
But uh, the next Bellator event is actually Bellator you know, on the 9th of February in Newcastle. Iron Maid, Fabian Edwards is fighting on that. And so is Aaron Jordy Shore. And then Pitbull is taking on scope. But uh, we're going to look at UFC on this weekend. Uh, it being held... Fortaleza, Brazil. Fortaleza, Brazil. And there's, there's a few names on the card... Um, we'll mention them after, but a fight to definitely look out for is Jose Aldo taking on Renato Moicano. Uh, Ross, what do you expect from this? Uh, this is Jose Aldo's first three-round fight in God knows how when, uh, how well, long when. I, I actually thought I actually thought about that. His last fight was actually three rounds as well, but before that, he never fought in a three-round fight because I forgot he lost to he lost to belt. He fought Stevens, but he got rid of him in a round, I think. So Jose Aldo looked great in his last fight. Moicano has been looking awesome ever since he lost to Ortega. Uh, this both are absolutely unbelievable on the feet slick submissions I'm going to pick Aldo Aldo could beat everyone not named Max Holloway so I assume Aldo can beat Hanata Moicano I think Moicano in the third round could be very dangerous as Aldo maybe fades a bit but Aldo might change the game by making this a three round fight because he rejected a five round fight but I think he gets paid the same whether he fights three rounds or five rounds so why put damage on the body and fight the extra two rounds you're going Jose Aldo, yeah? Yeah, what do you think? Do you know what? Like, if Jose Aldo wins, Max Holloway's life is made a lot easier by not having to fight Moicano because he gains nothing from fighting Moicano. Good shout, yeah. I'll go Jose Aldo as well. He's sort of no man's land at the moment. It's funny how the two Brazilians fighting each other in Brazil. but um, And then in the main event, two Brazilians fighting each other in Brazil. Yeah, actually, yeah. Normally they do Brazil against someone who's not as good at the Brazilian wins. Yeah. But uh, Rafael Asuncao is taking on Marlon Moyer, more or less. Rank, uh, Rafael Asuncao is ranked number three. More or less is ranked number four in the bantamweight division. Yeah. Both lads. This is the second time they fought. The first time they fought, Asuncao won by decision. But, like, it was a very controversial decision. It could have went either way. Uh, Marlon Moraes was coming out from World Series of Fighting. And I think they were almost trying to, like, make him lose his first fight. The very first tough out and first fight out against the Suns here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then in his last two fights, he's knocked out in the first round against Aljamain Sterling and Jimmy Rivera. So I think Marias looks absolutely incredible. He obviously trains with Eddie Alvarez and Frank Edgar as well. So I'm going to pick Marias to win this one. I think knock out early. I'll go with Suns yeah. Do you think the winner of this gets a title shot against TJ next? Very much possibly so, but I think that's a real, almost a throwaway fight. Like, it's not a very big fight for TJ. It's not a very, very big fight for the UFC, but it's almost yeah. like a filler title fight. Definitely, yeah. Uh, another couple of names to look out for. Damian Myers taking on Lionel Good. Um, another... Damian Myers will win that. Charles so, Oliveira is so... taking on David Tamor as well. I think Oliveira will win that by sub as well. And uh, also Thiago Alves. This fella is just going to be fighting until he's 90. He's taking on Max Griffin. Uh, I think Max Griffin will win. He beat Mike Perry there a while ago. So there yeah. you have it. Yeah, and then... That's what it wraps up the show, Ross. Oh, no. There's one more big fight on tonight. Oh, Finn yeah. Balor fights Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Who do you think is going to win? If Finn Balor wins, and he's Irish, if he wins, that means Brock Lesnar is going to be aiming to get out there and get into the UFC. Yeah, he's going to be looking to fight Cormier soon. Yeah. I think Finn Balor is going to win. I will post it on the wall. No, not on the wall. On the story, if he does win. Yeah, alongside the Not on the wall. Alongside a pack. Oh, yeah. By the way, sorry. forgot to mention the guy messaged us about Max Holloway saying where is Max Holloway staying oh and then, yeah and then we, I was like what are, you t- what are you asking for man and he was just like oh I want to go see him I love him and all this shit and I was like man I'm not going to just tell you where this guy is yeah and you don't even tell follow you, you can go wreck his head like find his hotel room and yeah. knock on the door yeah who do you think you are Ross Cadwell but that wraps up the show 
Ross, yeah, guys. what you make of the show? We have two more coming out this week. Yeah, thanks a million for listening. Uh, give us some feedback. Max, we love you. <laughs> and as always, stay energized. <laughs>